بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله حق حمده والصلاة والسلام على رسوله وعبده وعلى آله وأصحابه من بعده أما بعد so Allah subhanahu wa taala when he sent down the prophets عليه وسلم he also sent down with them their mannerisms and their characteristics and Allah subhanahu wa taala took it upon himself to perfect those characteristics of these أنبياء عليه وسلم and every time an أنبياء عليه وسلم would slip up or do something that was against the etiquette or against the status of a prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal something to rectify his mistake and to show up for his mistakes and in that same way the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was brought up in the same mannerisms the prophet sallallahu before he was born his father had passed away so he was never under the guidance of a fatherly figure so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at every given moment of his life nurtured him and rose uh, and uh, took care of him for the per- and made him into the person that he will be and he will come into the future as a prophet and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took in all the factors the li- the place where he used to live in was corrupted the place where he was the environment that he was brought up in right the when he was a little child he was brought up in a, a pure environment outside the city of outside the city limits where all the filth and all the corruption was taking place in a village where simple habits and simple mannerisms were taken care of and where he learned the purest of Arabic and then when he was brought back to the city he was taught the way of chivalry and war and battle and also the way of um, a human being uh, as uh, one should be uh, in business and trade and merchant in merchant living and in that same regard he was protected from all of the sins all of the idol worship all of the evil things that used to happen in that society and uh, Hazrat Sa'ad ibn Hisham mentions that once he came in the presence of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha and he asked her that oh god um, ya ya ummul um, mu'minin um, how how does the prophet sallallahu act what is the best way to describe the characteristics of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in that same way, Hazrat Aisha anha asked him this, uh, a question in response, like, do you not read the Qur'an? And he said, of course, alhamdulillah, I do. And in that same way, the way you read the Qur'an, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala portrays good qualities, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows his love for certain qualities and his displeasure for other qualities, those same qualities you find within the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He, Aisha radiallahu anha, called the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam a walking, living, breathing Quran. He embodied every characteristic that the Quran had showed, that the, and he did not have any other characteristics that the Quran prohibited from. In the Quran, in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Khud al wa wa'mur bil urfi wa a'rid an al jahilin." Choose forgiveness, call people towards good's action, and turn away from the ignorant ones. In another place, he says, "Inna Allah yamuru bil adli wal ihsan, wa ita idal qurba, wa yanha an al fahsha wal munkari wal baghi." Verily, Allah commands justice, doing good and giving relatives, giving relatives, and He prevents from immorality, evil actions, and oppressions. And in and there's many ayat that were revealed and they say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves such and such action and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala displeased in such and such action and in that same way the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam embodied every single one of those actions if you look at the, the forgiveness of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he was quick to forgive 
in his Meccan days, he would, he would be pelted with stones, filth would be thrown on him. When he was trying to call people towards Islam and da'wah, when he was trying to give da'wah, he would be mocked, he would be ridiculed, he would be cursed, he would be sweared at, and, he, and his own family members, his own tribe, and his own people would go against him openly, and they would curse him. And in each situation, he did not lift a finger against them. He always prayed for their forgiveness. He always prayed for them and always asked for their guidance. We hear the famous story of um, when he went to Taif, and the Prophet invited the people in the kind, gentle manner. And in return, the people, what they did was they not only kicked him out of the city, but they pelted him with stones. And once, once he was on the outskirts of the city, when his shoes were filled with blood, an angel came and said that if you command, we can take these two mountains that the Taif was, Taif was in a valley. We could take the two surrounding mountains and squish them, right? For the injustice that they caused you. And the Prophet said, no, maybe in the future, a progeny from them may come that will bring Islam to the world and spread Islam to the four corners of the world. The Prophet always, always was quick to forgive. He never returned an evil with another evil. He never had revenge. Sometimes we're quick to, when, we're, uh, when our rights are being violated, when something, uh, we're being oppressed, we're quick to act harshly against the person. When, uh, when something happens to us, we want to retaliate in the same manner. The Prophet whenever he was inflicted, whenever his own, by himself, he was afflicted with harm, his, he was quick to forgive. He readily was quickly forgive. But he never, in that same way, he was never lenient in the commandments of Allah. When the commandments of Allah were when the commandments of Allah were being disobeyed, then he was quick to retaliate and showed that no, Allah's commandments are just and Allah's commandments are true and no one is allowed to go against it. There's no forgiveness there. Right? Forgiveness only lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the same way, but when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was um, harmed or oppressed, he was quick to forgive. Then we can see that he always kept good ties with his relatives. Again, in the Makkah days, his relatives were used to harm him. They used to throw... Uh, filth on him, throw garbage in his path. When he used to call people, they used to curse him out. But he would still give be good to them, and he would always be there in their place. Some noble qualities that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had. One one example of where Allah subhanahu wa taala quickly taught the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that it's not in his right to curse people. In the Battle of Uhud, when the Muslims were uh, when the Muslims were flanked from the side by Khalid bin Walid's uh, cavalry. And they were pushed back, and the Prophet ﷺ was injured, and uh, his face was injured. That his the links of his uh, his helmet was went into his cheek, and blood started to come out. And the Prophet ﷺ said that, "How can that nation find success which has made the blood flow on the face of their Nabi whilst he is calling them towards their rub?" How? And the Prophet ﷺ said these words in, and then he he said these words out of the the pain that he was feeling. Out of the out of the utter uh, astonishment that was happening around him, and then Allah Subhanahu wa and then for this reason to teach the Prophet wasallam, a verse was revealed and, guide, and uh, to guide the Prophet wasallam, to show him that it was not in his nature, it was not in his status and his high rank to curse people. It was not in his status to go and say uh, curse people and to show. Uh, anger towards people in that regard. And the Prophet, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this Quran, Allah 
you do not have any choice in this matter, whether Allah forgives them or punishes them because they are oppressors. And only for Allah is all that which are in the heavens and in the earth. He forgives whomsoever He wishes and punishes whomsoever He wishes. And Allah is most forgiving and most merciful. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing these ayahs to impart in the instructions of the training. The, to train the Prophet ﷺ to show him that no, true forgiveness lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not in your nature to go curse people. And that same way there are many um, ayat were sent down to show the characteristics and to show what characteristics that a, a true person should embody. The Prophet ﷺ, when he came, he, he came uh, to rectify the characteristics of the people around him too. That's why in the hadith, uh, the Prophet says, That I have been sent down to perfect noble character, to grant noble character and to teach noble character. And, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those with noble character. And Allah loves noble character and despises evil character. So just like that, to gain more closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent down to, to show the embodiment of good character and to teach it in that same regard. Then, we, if we, when we learn about the character of Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we, we see that he didn't have a, a qualities that, he had astounding qualities, but at the most basic level. He didn't show greatness in uh, things that not, are not capable of. He treated all his friends, all his relatives, and all those who came in contact with, with, uh, with great humbleness, with great uh, cordiality, with, um, with, uh, with formality. And, to, and, he, and he did it in such a way to keep them safe from any type of harm, to keep them safe from any type of distress. And so that he, they, by looking at someone's character, they could come closer to his message and the Islam. And he also called people to good actions and to be soft and gentle to all. When he used to talk to people, he used to be in such a way that every person who he came in contact with, would, he would give his utmost attention to him. He, he would have many thousands of people coming to him. But whenever he talked to a person, he didn't give, seem sidetracked. He didn't give half his attention to him. He gave his full attention, so much so that the people who he came in contact with thought that they were the most beloved people to him. One time a Sahabi and, uh, was sitting in a gathering. And he, and he noticed that when the Prophet used to talk to him, he would give him all his attention and he would look at him and he would kind of talk to him gently. And it seemed like he, only, he gave him so much attention that he must have been the most beloved to him. So this Sahabi went to the Prophet and asked him, Ya Rasulullah, who is the most beloved to you? And the Prophet said that Aisha, Aisha my, his wife, is the most beloved to me. And then the Sahabi was like, who is the most beloved to you amongst the men? And then he said, her father. From this, the, sahaba, the Sahabi was not misled to think that he was being uh, more favored, but in the fact that he was, uh, the Prophet ﷺ showed him so much attention that the, the Sahabi thought that he was being favored amongst all the other Sahaba. The, we hear a lot of the Prophet's greatness in battle and his bravery and his um, courage in battle. Uh, the, uh, Ali who says that whenever we used to go in battle it would seem that the Prophet ﷺ was in the first the front runners he was always ready and he was always in the front runners to go into battle and if, even for a general you see that the Prophet ﷺ embodied the fact that he, he did not shy away from battle he did not stay in the backgrounds and direct his army forward 
Not to say that the Sahaba were not ready to go lay down their lives for him. But the Prophet showed that he himself had embodied so much courage that he went forth and he used to also participate in the battles also. In the battle, uh, in the, when they were digging the ditch in the battle of Khandaq, the, the Prophet himself participated in the digging. He was hand in hand with the people and he was there and he dug with them. And when uh, the Sahaba would show him, like, look, we have uh, stones, we would wrap their, their, wrap their stomachs with stones to show like, how hungry they were. And in that same regard, the Prophet showed him that he tied two stones to his stomach to show how the hunger that he was battling himself. And he would never shy away from the fact. He would never sit in the background and sh let the workers do their work. And after all this, the Prophet would also do household items himself chores, household chores, household uh, goods, household needs that needed to be fulfilled that a husband and a father should fulfill, the Prophet was there to do it. He would, the shoes that he used to wear, when they used to rip, he would mend them himself. He would patch his own clothes. He would serve his family members and do the housework himself also. And he, and he was the most modest of people also. The Prophet was one of the greatest people, the greatest prophet, the greatest creation ever to come. But in that same fact, the Prophet ﷺ had the greatest, uh, greatest amount of humility and modesty that he embodied. And so uh, when the Prophet ﷺ and his Sahaba were conquering Mecca, in the conquest of Mecca, when he entered Mecca, he didn't enter with his chest high and his head held high, but he entered so much that he was uh, bent down so much that his beard was touching the back of the camel that he was riding upon. When he used to go on journeys or on anything, he would ride on a donkey or a mule or a horse or a camel he didn't differentiate or even he would end up walking and he didn't differentiate who was with him in the on the camel who was on his journey with him and who wasn't the donkey at that time was considered the lowest forms of transportation the high-ranking luxurious people would ride in their horses or their very luxurious camels and the lowly servants would walk or ride on donkeys and in that regard the prophet never disregarded that he never said that because of his noble status or his noble lineage or his noble upbringing or any of that sort, he didn't say that, look, just because I have this much wealth, I have this status, I should be on a higher pedestal. He never put himself on a higher pedestal. So the Prophet had, when he was to show kindness and forgiveness to people, he would always be um, forbearant. Even though he had the power to do what he pleased and the Sahaba ready for him, he would still always choose the more lenient option. In the Battle of Badr, when he had captives, when he had the 70 captives, and he was making mashwala with his Sahaba to see what we should do with them. And Abu Bakr who said that they should be ransomed, and whoever cannot be ransomed should, be, should teach 10 Sahaba how to read or write. And Abu Bakr, uh, Umar who was the, on the opinion that no, this is the first victory of Islam, they should be, uh, the relatives should be handed to their respective Sahaba and they should um, uh, kill them to show the greatness of Islam and that they won't, they won't show tolerance to this. Now the Prophet wasallam, as he was, he was sent down with mercy and he was in embodiment mercy, right, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ That he has not, uh, that we have not sent him down except as a guidance, as a mercy for all of mankind. So the Prophet ﷺ naturally took the opinion of the uh, Abu Bakr anhu because it was more lenient. And uh, we see that from this, the Prophet ﷺ always chose the more lenient option. He never wished hardship upon other people. He always was ready and always was lenient on that side. 
in when there was an incident when the Prophet ﷺ and his Sahaba were traveling, and they and they had took a break. There was the sun was at its highest and it was very hot, so they found shade and they took a break and they were sleeping. And the Prophet Wasallam, unaware, uh, a mushrik came up on him and took his sword and he held it at him. And he told the Prophet Wasallam, who will protect you at this moment? I have a sword and you are defenseless lying on the ground. Who will protect you? And the Prophet Wasallam said with true conviction, with true yaqeen, that Allah will protect me. And with this Allah that the Prophet ﷺ said, the mushrik was over, overpowered with this awe and he dropped the sword. And then the Prophet ﷺ picked up the sword and now he pointed at the mushrik and he's like, now who will protect you from me? And the mushrik was overpowered and he said that, um, that the sword fell from his hand and he said, you are the better carrier of the sword. So he said that you, you know what to do and please forgive me through your mercy. And the Prophet ﷺ told him to pray, to say, La ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. And um, because of that, uh, the, the mushrik said, No, I can't say that. And then he said, Fine, then you should, not, um, you should not take up arms against me, and you should not help other people who have taken arms against me. And because of this, the, the, the mushrik said okay and he went back to his companions and his village and he said that I have met the most noble, the best of people. And because of this, he, he had the upper hand on this, on this non-believer and he, had the, um, and he had the overpowering. There was nothing to stop him from killing him. But because of his, humble, because of his kind nature and because of his uh, generosity and his forgiveness, he quickly forgave him and gave him a better option to take care of. The Prophet ﷺ was never quick to attack, never quick to repel, or never quick to um, admonish people when they when they used to attack him, when they did something to him. But he, and he always overlooked those things, and he always made an excuse so that he can do it. On when the Sahaba, when the Munafiqun would always come to the Prophet ﷺ for every battle and would give the excuses, would say we couldn't come because of family, we couldn't come because it's harvest time, and the fruit, and if we're not here, then the crops will, the crops will decay, die out, and no one's going to be here. Every time the the Munafiqun came to the Prophet ﷺ with the excuses, the Prophet ﷺ always overlooked them and always said, okay, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, and he never ever reprimanded them. Uh, because of that and he knew that even though he knew that this is a, a poor excuse to miss a battle or to go out in the path of Allah he would still never go and say any harsh things to them about that and other things that happened was once a, a Bedouin a village dweller and the village dwellers of those times had lacked proper etiquette and lacked proper adab and they didn't know so when he came to the Masjid al-Nabawi and he came in the presence of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he he was in the Masjid al-Nabawi and the, the Prophet sallallahu was on the side uh, in a halaqa with the Sahaba, and the the Bedouin and the village villager he started to relieve himself in the Masjid, and when the Sahaba noticed this, they got very angry and they were about to get up and go beat him, but the Prophet sallallahu said that no, don't say anything to him which will result in him to cause sickness or to suppress him from relieving himself which may uh, cause sickness let him uh, finish and then uh, call uh, let him finish first after he finished and the uh, the uh, the prophet called the villager and he 
told them like this is not appropriate to do so, this type of action in the masjid, in the holy place like this, uh, and etc. And in a soft manner, he explained to him what the proper etiquette was. So by showing him gentleness and showing him compassion, he was able to turn his heart and uh, not repel him from the not repel him from the religion. It, it's uh, sometimes we see that we are quick to harshly accuse or harshly reprimand someone for something that we can easily explain to them in a kind, gentle manner. By doing this gently and to show them in a kind, gentle manner, we can bring the people towards, bring the person we're talking to closer to our message. And in that same way, the Prophet ﷺ, when he gave da'wah and when he gave uh, advices, when he gave anything, he always talked to them in a simple manner as not to not to influence them in the harshest way, to not turn them away from Islam. On account of the Prophet's humility, we see that when he was in his final Hajj and he was in his uh, Hajjatul Wada and he was pelting the the uh, the the Jamarat, he 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 was riding on a white camel, but he did not make it so that people around him were not able to approach him. Right? As we see nowadays, if it's a, a high-status official, a king or a, a governor or um, a priest or whoever a high official status, we see when they come by, they, they make it so that they have like this entourage around them so that you can't approach them. You, you, have to, you look from far away and you see this, wow, he's a high, a high official, we can't go close to that person. And they give this sense of boundary and this restriction to show the different, to differentiate like, I'm high status, you're not. But the Prophet ﷺ, even though he was the Prophet of Allah and he had the best qualities and he was uh, the Abdulul Makhluqat and the best of creations, he did not make it so that people around him could not approach him. He, he, when he walked, he would walk side by side with his Sahaba, with the people around him. And when he would, um, when he would engage people, he let them come as close as they want to him. And he did not say, no, go stand over there and we'll talk from this distance. He never made it so that people felt uncomfortable around him. And when the Sahaba, uh, when the Sahaba used to, uh, when the people used to come and visit the Prophet wasallam, they would, uh, before even listening to his message, they would be over, over, overcome by his humility and by his, um, by his approach to them to show that, uh, the, that this message isn't one of violence or one of aggression, but one of kindness and gentleness. And whenever the Prophet ﷺ embodied this and he showed this to people, it made it easier for them to come closer to him. So from all of these qualities the Prophet ﷺ contained, we can embody many of these qualities, the humility, the gentleness, the kindness, the forgiving. And in each aspect of his life, we see that everything that he did wasn't just specific to him or his time. But it is a universal thing. And every moment we can see that it applies in our lives also. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that at any moment of our life and, and make it easier for us to attain the characteristics that the Prophet sallallahu embodied. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it make it easy for us to learn more about the Prophet sallallahu to come closer to him and to understand his greatness so that we can worship Allah and take forward his message that he had carried. So inshallah we'll do the salawat. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. سلام على عباده الذين اصطفى سلام على المرسلين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وأنزله المقعد المقرب عندك 
اللهم رب هذه الدعوة القائمة والصلاة النافعة صل على محمد وارض عني رضا لا تسقط بعضه أبدا اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات اللهم صل على محمد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمدا وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت ورحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد النبي وأزواجه أمهات المؤمنين وذريته وأهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم 
الرحيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم تحنن على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما تحننت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم سلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما سلمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمدا وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت وترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد صلاة تكون لك رضا وله جزاء ولحقه أداء وأعطيه الوصيلة والفضيلة والمقام المحمود الذي وعدته وجزه عنا ما هو أهله وجزه أفضل ما جازيت نبيا عن قومه ورسولا عن أمته وصل على جميع إخوانه من النبيين والصالحين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم
وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل علينا معهم اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك علينا معهم صلوات الله وصلوات المؤمنين على محمد النبي الأمي اللهم اجعل صلواتك ورحمتك وبركاتك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما جعلتها على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وصلى الله على النبي الأمي التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات لله الطيبات والصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله سلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته سلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أسأل الله الجنة وأعوذ بالله من النار التحيات لله الزاكيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله خير الأسماء التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اللهم اغفر لي واهدني 
ஷஹித்துவல்லாஹிஸ்வாலிஹீன் அத்தகையாத்துலாம் <laughs> அல்லாஹும்மல்லாஹும்மல்ல ஒரு அல்லாஹும்மத்தக்கபல்ஷஃபாஅத் முஹம்மதின் அல்குப்ரா வர்ஃபஅத் தரஜத்தல் உல்யா வஆஅதிஹி சுஅலஹு ஃபில் ஆ
اللهم صل على محمد عدد من صلى عليه وصل على محمد بعدد من لم يصل عليه وصل على محمد كما أمرت أن يصلى عليه وصل على محمد كما يحب أن يصلى عليه وصل على محمد كما تنبغي الصلاة عليه اللهم إني أسألك يا الله يا رحمن يا رحيم يا جار المستجيرين يا أمان الخائفين يا عماد من لا عماد له يا سند من لا سند له يا ذخر من لا ذخر له يا حرز الدعفاء يا كنز الفقراء يا عظيم الرجاء يا منقذ الهلكاب يا منجي الغرقاء يا محسن يا مجمل يا منعم يا مفضل يا عزيز يا جبار يا منير أنت الذي سجد لك سواد الليل وضوء النهار وشعاء الشمس وخفيق الشجر وضوي الماء ونور القمر يا الله أنت الله لا شريك لك أسألك أن تصلي على محمد عبدك ورسولك وعلى آل محمد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وأصحابه وأولاده وأهل بيته وذريته ومحبه وأتباعه وأشياعه وعلينا معهم أجمعين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعض الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير لبيك اللهم ربي وسعديك صلوات الله البر الرحيم والملائكة المقربين والنبيين والصديقين والشهداء والصالحين وما سبح لك من شيء يا رب العالمين على محمد بن عبد الله خاتم النبيين وسيد المرسلين وإمام المتقين ورسول رب العالمين الشاهد البشير الداعي إليك بإذنك سراج المنير وعليه السلام الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه من أجمعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إني أسألك في سفر الله الحمد لله رب العالمين سبحان رب العرش العظيم والملائكة المقربين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لي ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا دانا إلا قضيته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لي وحدي اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا ربنا زدنا علما 
Ya Allah, please accept the salawat that we have, come, that we have done for the Prophet ﷺ. Ya Allah, give us the ability to always send peace and blessings salawat on the Prophet ﷺ. Ya Allah, make it easy for us to continuously remember the Prophet ﷺ, to continuously make salawat on the Prophet ﷺ. Ya Allah, please make it easy for us to follow the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All those noble qualities that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself embodied. Ya Allah, please grant us those noble qualities, Ya Allah. Please make it easy for us to embody those noble characters, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, please make it easy for us to act upon those qualities and to be consistent on those qualities, Ya Allah. Because Ya Allah, only with your help, Ya Allah, can we attain those qualities, Ya Allah. Only through your guidance and through your mercy and through your... Rahmah, Ya Allah, can we attain those qualities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the Prophet ﷺ was the best creation, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we, we are from his ummah, Ya Allah, from the ummah of the greatest Nabi on the, on the face of the earth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, please, Ya Allah, that make it easy for us to propel this message of his. Ya Allah, propel this Islam, Ya Allah, to the four corners of the world, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, please make it easy for us to take up his work, Ya Allah. To take up the work of the Prophet, Ya Allah. To take up the work, the last command that the Prophet ﷺ gave us, Ya Allah. One of the noblest commands, Ya Allah, to spread Islam, Ya Allah, so that Ya Allah, we can corner to the four corners of this world, Ya Allah, and that we can spread this deen of yours, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, only through your guidance and through your wisdom and through your tawfiq and through your rahmah, Ya Allah, can we do this, Ya Allah. So Ya Allah, please grant us this ability, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have sinned, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we constantly sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are always prone to sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we don't turn to you the way we are supposed to turn to, Ya Allah. So Ya Allah, please make it easy for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, please forgive our sins, Ya Allah. Those sins that we have committed in private and in public. Those committed we have intentionally and unintentionally. Those we have committed, Ya Allah, that we have harmed others, Ya Allah. Please make it, forgive us on that, Ya Allah. Please make it easy for them to forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, put it into their hearts to forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it easy for us to forgive those who have wronged us, Ya Allah, so that on the day of judgment, Ya Allah, that you can forgive us for our things. Ya Allah, on the day of judgment, when we come close, when we come to you, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, please make our day of judgment easy for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the first step, Ya Allah, to make the day of judgment easy is for our death and our grave to be easy, Ya Allah. So when we pass away, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, please make it easy for us to, when we are laid down into the grave, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, please make our hisab in our graves easy, Ya Allah. Make our accounting that will happen in our graves easy for us, Ya Allah. Make the three questions that will be asked easy for us, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, when we I have answered them successfully, Ya Allah, please open a window of Jannah. Ya Allah, please make our grave one of the gardens of gardens of Jannah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, and then after that, on the day of judgment, Ya Allah, when we are lined up in front of you, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, please make it easy for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the true forgiver and the true mercy, Ya Allah. Only through your mercy can we enter Jannah, Ya Allah. So Ya Allah, please shower your mercy on us on that day when no one's mercy will matter to us but yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, please help those Muslim brothers and sisters around the world who are suffering, Ya Allah, in Syria, in Pakistan, in Afghanistan, in Iraq, Ya Allah, anywhere around the world where the Muslims are suffering, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, please help them, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, please shower your help on them, Ya Allah, and Ya Allah, please give them patience, Ya Allah, when this patience is greatest need, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, only through your patience can we come close to you, Ya Allah, so in any difficulty, Ya Allah, please give us patience and give everyone who's in difficulty patience, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, whatever the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had asked for, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, please, whatever the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has requested and he has requested for himself and for his ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, I ask you and Ya Allah, we ask you tonight, Ya Allah, that Ya Allah, through the salawat that we have performed and through the through this blessed night of Friday, Ya Allah, that we ask you, Ya Allah, to grant us those same things, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, whatever the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had sought protection for, for himself and for his ummah, Ya Allah, from shaitan and from the evils and from magic and everything, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to protect us from those things, Ya Allah. 
سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين برحمه